good to have you on board on a Friday. I don't know if it's a feel-good Friday. I'll tell you that. Maybe you feel good because it's the end of the week. You got Badger football back. Packers football on Monday night. But uh, a little nip in the air today. Got up this morning. Got a little bit of work done outside. Woof. Left the windows open last night. The one thing I'm bound to determine not to do over the next week, if I don't have to, is turn the damn heat on. I'm not doing that. Can't do it. I, it's like it, it's like not pulling over to pee because you're making good time on a trip. I just won't do it, you know, even though you should. So <laughs> that's the kind of morning it is. Good to have you on board today. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. That's the phone number to get a hold of us if you want to chime in. And do not forget, you can find us over on Twitter as well. Follow there. And that is at Bill underscore Michaels on Twitter or X. Same thing with Wisco Grant, at Wisco Grant. Grant Bill's uh, producing the program today. Uh, we got a good one today, too, by the way. Uh, also, you can follow us on Instagram, The Bill Michaels. Uh, what is it on Instagram? The Bill Michaels Show. The Bill Michaels Show on Instagram. The Bill Michaels Show over on Facebook. And uh, then you can find us uh, on YouTube. And YouTube continues to grow, which is awesome. Uh, I love it over there, and I uh, was interacting with some people there last night, as a matter of fact. So go to YouTube.com slash Show, and then you can email the program, uh, simply thebillmichaels at gmail.com, and uh, hit us up, uh, The Zone app, W-O-Z-N, The Zone Madison, The Zone Madison, and then you can find us on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts, all that kind of good stuff as well. So there you have it. Grant, how you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm uh I'm watching the Packers press conference on their YouTube channel because Mike right. Clemens is right over the shoulder of Jair. So I saw his face in the thumbnail and, and now I'm just what he's working hard, Bill. He, I'm gonna send you this picture. He's reaching around Jair's shoulder and sticking the mic right up to his mouth. Mike is always working hard. Mike Mike's I don't even know when that guy sleeps, to be honest with you. I, I have no idea. I don't think he does. I, I no honestly idea. don't think he does. Um <laughs> excuse me. Two things. Uh first of all, it was. Uh, I, I started. I, I sat down last night to uh, watch the uh, Thursday night game, and I was just, just telling my cousin. He was talking to me, and and uh, we had you know talked about the Bears, and oh God, here come the Bears, and the Bears ended up winning, and that was a game we'll talk about. But uh, we were talking about um, people and legends and players and all this stuff, and. He had uh, called me and he said, hey, he was uh, at an event in Cincinnati and ran into George Foster. And uh, <laughs> so we were talking about that. And I said, you know, it's, it's been weird lately. I've just been running into a lot of people. And when I was in the tunnel uh, down at Soldier Field, when the Packers opened up against the Bears, I said, I was just telling them, I said, I had a chance to talk with Dick, Dick Butkus just for a couple of minutes. And uh, the only reason that I've had he can he could at least recognize my face was because one I was you know worked with uh, the Packers radio broadcast for years and years, uh, but I would always go to Chicago, and we would back in the day uh, before they gave you separate passes for the field and for the and for the press box and kept you out and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I used to stand on the field and stand in the corner of the end zone and Dick Butkus nine times out of ten when the Packers were there was there, and so we would just talk. So every now and then he would just, he, he didn't remember my name, but he'd wave. He'd say, hey, you know, because he, he recognized the face. And I said, I just got a chance to say hi to him. And it wasn't a long conversation. I just said, hey, how you feeling? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, you know. And then to, to go into that game last night and they say, you know, we got a sad moment. I'm like, uh-oh. And I'm, I, I never dawned on me that it would have been him. Uh, but Dick, uh, Dick Butkus uh, passing away in his sleep. Um, just kind of rested, went to, went to sleep, and that was all she wrote. So. Uh, a legend uh, of the game, an absolute legend. So 
give him all the props in the world. But to the Bears last night, and I don't know what got into them, but holy mackerel, Justin Fields was on, that offense was on, everything. I mean, they just beat the hell out of Washington. Uh, so uh, we missed that one. <laughs> we missed that one, uh, Grant, We because uh, I think we both picked Washington, didn't we? Yeah. Why would I ever pick the Bears? Why would we ever pick the Bears? I'm right? not, we're not apologizing for that. The Bears are terrible. No, they're 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 awful. But I just uh, man, I couldn't. I, I was watching that game and I'm like, wow, Justin Fields. First of all, Justin Fields had time to throw, and sitting in the pocket, feet under him, he was delivering strikes. That first one to Mooney over the top that he missed. Uh, I thought, ah, okay, typical Fields. You know, he's going to overthrow guys. and uh, But then, all of a sudden, he just honed in, man. And he looked like uh, they kept him in the – I can't believe that Washington wasn't able to get more pressure on him. The Bears' offensive line is not good. And then when their center went out, when Lucas Patrick went out and Cody Whitehair had to move over to center, and I thought, man, this – you know, you're going to see this pass rush, which is a, a really good pass rush when it comes to Washington. I thought, you're going to see this pass rush get after it, and they never did. And then they had a couple of breakdowns and one-on-one coverage. And, it, man, just what a game last night. It just blew me away. Well, there's a uh, – luckily, I think I'm, – I'm happy, Bill, we're going to talk more Packers today and, and get away from the frustration of the Brewers the last two days. I think mm-hmm. there's a Packers lesson to be learned from last night's game because Washington got it going in the second half. They got points, mm-hmm. they got moving the ball, but they started so slowly and their defense was so disorganized. Their secondary had no clue what they were doing on those first right. couple of drives. And I think that that allowed Justin Fields and the Bears to build some confidence and to build some rhythm. And Washington was kind of screwed from there on out. That's just an important lesson of being ready to go right away at, at the opening kickoff, which is something we've seen the Packers struggle with. That and uh, I – can we could we say that Washington might have taken them lightly? Well, I I probably, yeah. I mean, the, Bear, the Bears had lost, what, 14 straight games? I think it would be yeah. impossible to not take a team like that a right? little lightly. I, I, think that, I think it was a culmination of so many different things. Uh, I, I really believe that. In speaking, by the way, of, uh, of different things, uh, now you got um, Chase Claypool. His time with the Bears has come to an end. The uh, angry wide receiver is now part of the Miami Dolphins, <laughs> as if they weren't good enough. The Dolphins and the Bears are going to swap a 2025 draft pick in the trade. Uh, Chase Claypool going to the Dolphins. Uh, they got bought. I don't know specifically inside the walls of Hallis Hall what Chase Claypool's gripe was, other than not being involved in the offense nearly enough. But he did not want to be there to the point where they didn't even want him around. They told him, you got to stay home. Get out of here. I mean, that's how bad things got. So finally, last night after the game, the Dolphins and the Bears pulled off the trade. Chase Claypool, who came to the Bears from the uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, lasted not even a full season, and he ends up going over to the Miami Dolphins to join that crew. And, oh, my goodness, how good now. When you think about all the weapons they have and Waddle and Tariq Hill and company, and now you throw Chase Claypool, who's probably his role is not going to enlarge down there. He's going to be just one of many. And he's not the best receiver on the on the roster anymore. That's for damn sure. But uh, Ryan Poles um, uh, just uh, said enough. He said, I think Chase is going to learn from this situation. We all will and wish him luck moving forward uh, throughout his career, Poles said. Uh, <laughs> so in other words, I think he'll learn. 
uh, that you can't be a petulant whiner and uh, think that you're just going to get the football. And now we're going to send you to some place that, yeah, they're winners. They're they're probably efforting towards the postseason. But you're going to be the low man on the totem pole, and you're still not going to get the football. So go cry somewhere else. So uh, we'll see what happens there. But uh, they make that deal this morning. So a lot going on in the world of the NFL. In the meantime, today I'm, I'm excited. we got Tyler Dunn's going to join us in about an hour and 15 minutes from now, and we'll talk with him from golongtd.com. Mike Clements here for the uh, last hour of the show. Vic Taffer. Is it Tafer or Taffer? Tafer. I triple-checked yesterday. I'm like, I think it's okay. Tafer, but I went and watched a couple interviews. He was on Rich Eisen last week. I was like, I think Rich okay. got it right. Tafer, yeah. Uh, so Vic Tafer, who uh, writes for The Athletic and covers the Raiders, we're going to get uh, his perspective, eye on the enemy, so to speak. And uh, we are going to have a lot from inside the Packers locker room. And uh, David Bakhtiari did not speak yesterday. Now, here's what's weird about this. Um... The the uh, PR staff, from what I heard, kind of went around saying, hey, David, it's going to speak on Friday or Saturday or whatever, you know. And so, but it was presented to me as if, is this a formal thing? Because he can't retire because then it changes things financially. So it's not going to like like he's going to retire, but they're making very much very pointed announcements about the the availability of David Bakhtiari and saying this is when he will speak. It's like they're I, it's kind of like when Favre used to do it, you know, all oh, Brett Favre will be at this point in time and he'll be here and yeah. Now, you don't have Bakhtiari going to the media auditorium otherwise you would kind of figure that this is it. But you got to think that he's going to remain on the IR, and if indeed that's the case. I mean, I don't know. I'm only speculating here, and I probably shouldn't do that because the last time we did it, we were dead wrong. But it, you got to assume that he's not going to retire, and if he can't play anymore, he's going to be on the IR the remainder of the season, uh, get paid, and then he'll be cut and or maybe retire, what have you. But um, the, the Packers will save quite a bit of money against the salary cap going into the next season. But that was what a lot of people were running up there for yesterday was to hear David Bakhtiari because they thought he was going to speak. Uh, not to mention, I mean, it's an open locker room anyway, but they were hoping Bakhtiari was going to speak. So they made a point to say either today or tomorrow. So we shall see what happens. But we got a lot from inside uh, the Packers locker room. Uh, like you had mentioned, we got uh, Matt LaFleur. We've got Jair Alexander, which Matt LaFleur we're going to hear coming up here at the bottom of the hour. Uh, Jair Alexander, Jordan Love, uh, obviously. Um, all, all the way down to uh, Anders Carlson, Aaron Jones, I mean, all that stuff. So we, we've got all of that, all of that uh, coming at you here in just a little bit. So stick around for all of that stuff. Uh, then you got the Badgers back at it. Is Evo and those guys, they're going to be at the red zone uh, on uh, tomorrow? They're at the, the red way? zone. They were just talking about it. We were talking about how many Coors Lights they're going to tip back at the red zone. What, yep. what time do they get there? Oh, geez. Do you know? What time's I, that broadcast? So I would know if I knew what time kickoff was, but I don't. <laughs> kickoff's don't. at 11. Kickoff's at 11. Then I yeah. think 9 or 10. Let me triple check with Evo just to make okay, sure. Okay, let me know. Uh, the only reason I ask is, I, God, I, I just, every, the week got away from me because I really wanted to come out there. And the reason being is, is we've got some winners uh, from our Fisher House motorcycle ride that won tickets, and this was the game that they chose. And they're going to be visiting the red zone. So I want to make sure that, uh, you know, they have an enjoyable time, we'll say. 8.30 a.m. 8.30 a.m. Can't drink. You can't party all day if you don't start early, Bill. This is true. Good point. 
You know, speaking of that, you know what was really sad today? Uh, I got up this morning. I see that there's some rain coming, and I see the colder weather and the whole thing. Today I began. Now, I, it may be a little premature because it's still we're on, only, what, October 6th. But today I started taking down things inside the tiki bar. So you start to winterize it. You start to, you know, the water goes off, shut the water off, drain the plumbing and the tiki bar. I uh, brought in the margarita maker, brought in all the different fixing stuff uh, and all the bottles. Uh, the only thing I haven't done is started to clean out the refrigerator that's back there, only because I still hold out hope that I can still do a cigar or two back there. But uh, all the all the the stuff that you know has to come in that can't withstand a cold winter, started taking that down today. Got up this morning, felt energized, and I started doing that. Are you going to put uh, any maybe small pumpkins or gourds along the tiki bar? Do you, do no. you dress it up for no? Okay. No, no. The only thing that we do is uh, I put a, a, a big 50-foot tarp over it in the wintertime, but you leave like a flap open because uh, when we have the Christmas party, if people want to smoke cigarettes, we don't, you don't do that in the house. So that's where people go. And then we actually have, because there's electric under there, you can put a, an electric little heater, and it's like a heated area. You can go to outside and smoke a cigarette. So when we have, you know, 100 people in the house and 10 of them want to go outside and smoke a cigarette, that's where they go. So there's ashtrays and everything, but it's like under a tent and it's heated. And then after that Christmas party, everything gets shut down. It gets completely tied down and closed off. And there you have it. And then come the next year, I'll open it up and I'll find that squirrels have been living in there and everything. <laughs> so, because it's, it's, you know, protected from the elements. So anyway. But, uh, but, yeah, I started closing that down today. So that was kind of sad. All right, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break, come back. Don't forget, bottom of the hour, we're going to start hearing from inside the Green Bay Packers locker room. Tyler Dunn coming up in about an hour and 15 minutes from right now. Mike Clemens, the last hour of the show. And Vic Tafer uh, is going to join us uh, later on today. And he is uh, writes with The Athletic. And he is uh, going to give us the eye on the enemy, if you will. We'll hear a little bit more about the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. So that's coming up as well. So stick around. This portion of the program being brought to you by good friends over there at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Good stuff. And uh, this is a time of the year that you're going to start going, yeah, I probably could use those. Uh, I can hear the wind a little bit coming through one of my windows. Or there's a little bit of a breeze. Or, man, the house feels kind of cold. Yeah, this is the time of year you want to do it. And this is the benefit of having them. I just talked about not wanting to turn my heat on. This is one of the benefits of having pillow windows and doors. Because I, as long as it's warm in the house, it's not leaking out. It's not going anywhere. It's not going to end up you know, leaking back outside. My house is going to get cold over the next week because I refuse to turn my heat on. Even though it's going to go down into the 40s and low 50s at night, I'm not going to do it. I just refuse to do it. So that's the reason I get pillow windows and doors of Wisconsin because they're just, just that good. Just that good. So if you want to uh, kind of do what I did, get a hold of them. Go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. Or call them 855-PELLA-WI. 855-PELLA-WI. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, John Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. 
Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass. No interference on that play, coach. And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go. Whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. Hurry, take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at PellaWI.com. 6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers on 1031-2023. Good to have you back. Bill Michael's show. This portion brought to you by our friends at the Water Doctors. H2, the letter O, H2Odoctors.com. That's H2Odoctors.com. And uh, I was just telling uh, my neighbor yesterday, um, they uh, actually, they she is a producer for Major League Baseball and does a lot of the uh, the televised Brewers games. And they were asking me about the water softening system. And I said, you know what? Uh, it's the Kinetico system. That's what I have in the house. And I swear by it. Absolutely, positively swear by it. So it's showing the thing off a little bit. Who knows? You know, when you become a homeowner that it used to be you'd show off your car or your motorcycle or something really cool. Now I'm showing off water softening systems like some loser. But uh, I love this thing. And uh, not to mention the fact that they work a lot with uh, with veterans and veterans uh, causes, including Fisher House, Wisconsin. So give John and the gang over there a call, uh, 262-549-7733. John Atley and his staff, fantastic people. Anywhere in the state, by the way, 262-549-7733, 262-549-7733. Give them a call, and if they don't handle your area, they're going to be happy to help you get in touch with somebody who does. That is our friends over there at The Water Doctors. Um, we're going to hear from Jair Alexander coming up here in a, a little bit as well, but an interesting note, um, and, and you just sent this to me, uh, Grant, um, this is from, uh, Zach J- Jacobson, uh, says Jair has only played 78 coverage snaps this season because he's been banged up, but he's currently allowing a passer rating of 156.3, which is the highest among cornerbacks. He has surrendered six catches over eight targets for 103 yards and a touchdown. Now, he, uh, Zach, is a senior writer, and he covers the Packers uh, for CBS Sports. But, man, that, that's, that's, a, that's a terrible, terrible, daunting number. When you're talking about being the, uh, what, well, at least last year he was, I don't know if he still is, but the highest paid corner in the league and your, quote, shut down corner, and Jair has been anything but. I mean, anything but. So, uh, I get it. He's been a little nicked up. I understand it. But that, those are, man, when you read that, Grant, did you, you're, that's one of those, you didn't realize how bad Jair's play has been. Yeah, and it's and it's coverage snaps versus, you know, man zone, this and that, and it's limited snaps. So those numbers can be a little fluky, but Bill, they are paying Jair Alexander to be awesome. 
You know right. what I mean? They're paying him and Rashawn Gary and Kenny Clark. They need those players to be great, right? Like the Brewers needed Corbin Burns to be great the other night. The Packers need Jair to be awesome. So when he comes back and hopefully is 100% healthy, he needs to make big game-changing plays, and he hasn't done that so far this year. Yep, that's, that, that is a terrible, terrible statistic. I mean, terrible for Jair. Whew. I mean, I knew that there was a couple of times he was highlighted, and we talked about it during the postgame show, but I didn't realize his numbers are that bad right now. I mean, really bad. So you want him back, but you also want him back, and, and you got to wonder. Because wouldn't you assume that this week he's going to be playing press man on, on Devontae? He should be playing press man on Devontae, and then they should have another person help him. Because <laughs> I'm not right. really scared of anybody else. Uh, right, exactly. Uh, he should be playing press man on Devontae. And, man, uh, with those numbers, he's he's got to bring it up. That That's terrible. Uh, 877-867-1670, when you uh, start to kind of look at the de- – I mean, the defense – <laughs> you can almost say that about everybody to this point because the defense has not been good, you know. The defense has been lackluster, so it's not just Jair. I get it, but, you know, it's the one uh, – Thomas says he's been playing injured. Um, it's one thing playing hurt. It's another thing playing injured is what players always say. And if you can't play hurt well, then you shouldn't be playing, which is maybe the reason they held him out for a while. Um, hopefully coming back on this Monday night game, he's as close to 100% as possible. But, uh, yeah, we're going to hear from Jair coming up here in a little bit. So just keep that in mind. We'll read that again. We'll read those numbers again coming up here in a little bit. But bottom of the hour, by the way, um, about five minutes away, we're going to hear from Matt LaFleur and some of the comments from yesterday and getting his team back and ready and uh, putting them back on the practice field, getting ready for – uh, the Monday night contest, because Thursday is technically their kind of practice Wednesday week. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, then they fly out on Sunday after the walkthrough, and then Monday uh, night they have the game and then coming back uh, for a, a bye week. So uh, 877-867-1670. This is uh, from Jake. Uh, Jake says, uh, Jair has not been good since ever signing since he signed that con- since ever signing that contract. He has been at best – a cover corner that can at least hang with some of the top receivers, but he's not a lockdown guy. What do you consider to be a lockdown cover corner in the National Football League? A lockdown cover corner is Darrell Rivas. He was a lockdown cover corner. Um, go. I mean, you go back in the day, you know, Deion Sanders was a lockdown cover corner. I, I don't – I don't really know that there is a ton of lockdown cover corners in the National Football League. You know, Jalen Ramsey, you're right. Jalen Ramsey's one of those guys. I think maybe Trayvon Diggs with the Cowboys is a good example of a more modern yeah. corner. You're going to get burned a lot because today's wide yeah. receivers and quarterbacks are too good. But Diggs, somehow, I don't really understand. He's just good enough to find ways to get interceptions and, and make game-changing plays, see, even if he's given up catches. See, that's my other... Um, kind of point in this do you consider him a lockdown if he can't catch the damn ball if he doesn't come up with picks otherwise he's just a cornerback running around out there knocking passes down but is he a lockdown cover corner to where you don't even want to throw in his direction because he is going to be a a a pick machine you know does he end up with three or four or five or six picks on the season 
Well, so, well if you're not you know. a lockdown cover corner, then you need to get picks. Otherwise, what's the what's the money for, right? How are you right. impacting a game and really changing exactly. the way the game is played? That's exactly. That's why I can't consider him a lockdown cover corner yet because he doesn't catch the football. Uh, Corey says, what about Sauce Gardner? He was a lockdown cover corner last year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, that's a great question. That's a great question. What would you what would you consider to be a lockdown cover corner? I, Jair doesn't have great hands. So I, I don't know if I'd consider him that. He does a lot of jaw jack, and I'll say that. And you can't do that right now knowing you're getting your ass burned quite a bit. So um, hopefully he starts a different trend coming up on Monday night. Let's do this. Bottom of the hour, we're going to talk with uh, – or not talk with. We're going to hear from Matt LaFleur and what he had to say yesterday. So stick around. This portion of the program – Brought to you by our friends at Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com. That is CunisRV.com, Wisconsin's fastest-growing RV dealer. And now is the time if you're going to start thinking about winterization and storage. Get a hold of Cunis. They're all over the state of Wisconsin. Go to CunisRV, K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com. That is CunisRV.com. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Hey, if you are, uh, well, if you're like me, you were outside today, maybe uh, putting away some of the things for the outdoor living space as I was putting the uh, the cushions and all that kind of stuff away, bringing everything in. But I want to remind you, our friends at Master's Ease, two things. One is end of uh, season sales and clearance and such uh, all going on right now, whether it's Adirondack chairs or outdoor furniture and such. You can always pick up some terrific deals. But if you're going to start thinking about inside Man, uh, a lot of stuff going on inside for the holidays and such, whether it's an indoor bar, bar stools. You can do everything from dartboards, darts, all the accessories. Uh, you can do, you know, you can even do like pool tables, shuffleboards, table games, table game accessories. Or if you need service on something like a, a big shuffleboard or a pool table, they can do that as well. And a lot happening out at uh, Masters East. And the best part about it is they got that giant showroom on Blue Mound Road in Brookfield. And their kind of motto is, you know, see it today and have it tomorrow. They can get it to you, but um, really good stuff. And that's the best part about it is the quality is so good that people come from all over, whether it's coming from Duluth or whether it's coming from Tomahawk or Green Bay or Platteville, whatever it happens to be, people come from all over uh, to get this stuff because it's just that good. So our, our friends at Master Z's on Blue Mound Road in Brookfield, call them right now for uh, maybe see what the, some of the specials are. 262-746-5931. 262-746-5931. That's our friends at Master Z's on Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield. There you go. Uh, Matt LaFleur spoke to the media just a little while ago. Or actually, this was from yesterday. He's also speaking today, but this was from yesterday. So let's take a listen to what Matt LaFleur had to say. B. Ford and John Runyon did not practice. Limited were Jair Alexander, Elton Jenkins, Aaron Jones, Eric Stokes, Zach Tom, and Christian Watson. What's wrong with Rudy? Um, he's got like an oblique, so hopefully he'll be ready to go tomorrow. We'll see where he's, where he's at. Matt, Devondre said on his radio show that he's got a high ankle sprain. Are you thinking 
if you're fortunate, he can be back after the bye? Yeah, I mean, we'd, we'd love that. Um, we'll kind of see where he's where he's at. He's moving around a lot better, though. So we'll just, you know, take it one day at a time like we always do. Isaiah's handled it. Excuse me? Isaiah handling it. Yeah, I think Isaiah's done a nice job. I think he's a guy that's uh, – you've, you've seen the growth and development over the course of the years with him. Uh, certainly he's always been a steady force on, on special teams, and it's good to see his his play style um, on our defense. He's he's a guy that's just – he definitely plays the way we want him to play. Uh, he's, he's very physical, and – uh, he trusts what he sees, and he, he shoots, you know, he, he just, there's no hesitation in his play. Does uh, all the years of experience with Devontae here, does that help at all going into this game? And if so, how does, how does that help? Obviously, it's a different scheme, I guess that was kind of the question. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if there's a lot to help against a player of that caliber. Um, he is, he's, if he's not the best, uh, he is certainly right there. Um, you know, he just, every time he goes out on the field, every snap, you better know where he's aligned. You better have a plan for him because he can he can take over a game. We've seen it firsthand over the years. And I think, you know, he just some of the plays he's made this past year, or this, this season through four games have been unbelievable. But it doesn't ever surprise me because I've seen him do it for years. So, um just a guy that we've got a ton of respect for, just not only the, the, the player, the person, the competitor, and uh, we're going to have our hands full with him. Have you, you ever been part of a game before where uh, two brothers have been on opposite sides? Like, have you just ever been part of that dynamic in your coaching career? Uh, I don't believe so, now that you mention it, but I haven't really thought about it. So I was I was messing with Anders today and asked him if his, if his brother was going to beat him up before the game so I just I know what it's like to be the big brother so they don't go head to head I get it but you have had a similar experience from a coaching perspective do you have some any advice for him on just how to kind of not let it get to not affect him in any way or? I think you, you have to focus on your job um, doing what you got to do and you can't really worry about that I think it's it's kind of fun to compete against people that you're really close with, and um, so I'm sure he'll approach it that way. Do you have any advice for your players or coaches this week? There's a lot of connections. Keyshawn and Sue spent time there. Rich, obviously, Devontae's on the other side of the house. You've coached against a lot of your good friends. Do you have any advice for your fellow coaches? Players? I think just what I just said. I mean, you've got a job to do, and you can't allow any other distraction, emotion to come in to influence what you have in front of you. And so, and I think these guys, they're all professionals. I, I expect us all to approach it in that manner. Matt, how far have you seen Jordan come in terms of his accuracy from when you first got him to now? And how much, for, and why do you think that is? And then how much further do you think he can go? Yeah, I, I think he's come a long way and just in, in every facet in terms of you know, the fundamentals of, of playing the position, I think that always leads to, to better accuracy. And I think, um, you know, I know the, what, what the completion percentage is. I, quite frankly, you know, we've, we've thrown the ball further downfield than we ever have here. Um, we've taken less probably of those quick run alerts, which definitely impact your completion percentage. Um, and then there's been times where we've dropped 
balls that should have been caught. So I think overall he's he's done a, a pretty good job. Are there times when he could be a little bit better? Yeah, absolutely. But that's everybody. That's every quarterback in this game that's ever played. Um, you're always going to want a throw or two back. But I just I've been super impressed with just uh, really every facet of his game how he leads us out there, whether it's on the practice field, whether it's in the heat of the battle, just how he's handled adversity. And there's no flinch to him. And I think that is a remarkable trait and one that I think we knew, we know that there's going to be adversity throughout the course of the season, throughout the course of every game. And I just think his resiliency has been a big reason why we've been able to battle back into, like for the New Orleans game, for instance, um, it, it's because of his leadership and the resi resiliency he possesses. So I, I wasn't ripping his completion percentage. I'm curious as a quarterback's coach, though. Like, I remember when Tom Clements got his hands on Matt Flynn, and when he came in here as a rookie, his accuracy and his strength, and then his, they all improved as he got better fundamentals, like you said. So is accuracy something that can improve significantly over the course of time with a quarterback from your experience? Yeah, I believe so. Um, I, and I think Tom is, is as good as any quarterback coach I've ever been around uh, in terms of just, you know, drilling these guys and putting them through the things that ne they need to that translate to success, you know, on the on the playing field. Um, you know, a, a, a guy that just kind of comes to mind just um, watching him in college and then at this level in the NFL is a guy like Josh Allen who didn't have the greatest completion percentage, and then now you watch him, and he's he's dropping dimes all over the field. So I think absolutely that is something that can improve if you are training yourself the right way. What's the challenge with Crosby? Is he, is he a guy who kind of moves up and down the line, or is he? Yeah. I mean, he he doesn't move a ton. Um, he can line up either side. He's primarily on the outside, but they do have. There's some situations where they've thrown him inside. Um, I just think it's his tenacity at which he plays the game. Obviously, he's he's incredibly talented, but I don't know if I've ever seen a guy that works as hard as he does and can can, can sustain that for 70 plays. He rarely comes out of the game, and he's going to give you everything he has on every play. And, I mean, shoot, there was a play in that Buffalo game where he's – um, on the offensive right side of the field, and he chases down all the way across the field um, and makes a big hit on the sidelines. It's just, it's every play. He is relentless. If you think you have a block for a second and you let up, he ends up finding a way to, to swim you or, or, you know, maneuver around you and hit the quarterback. He is constantly hitting the quarterback, whether the quarterback's got the ball in his hands or not, or he's just releasing it. Um, this guy is a special player. He's, he's one of the best players in this league. Is that usually in a guy, or can that be encouraging somebody to be that relentless out there? Uh, I know I've, I've asked Rich a million times, and he, you know, he just said he's, he's different. Um, in, in a positive way, obviously, he just, um, he's relentless. I don't know how other way to describe it, but, um, yeah, I've, I haven't seen too many guys that can compete at that high of a level for that long of a period of time. It's pretty impressive. Matt Jacobs is off to a little bit of a slower start after his really big year last year. Are, are you seeing anything different there? Same back or? Oh, yeah. yeah, he's, he's um, yeah, I think he, you know, he got into camp late or whatever and 
or the first week and so I think he's starting to find his groove. I think uh, you, you saw it last week. He was able to break some tackles. And this guy's got incredible balance. He's got incredible hands. Um, he can make you miss. He can. Um, there's nothing that he can't do. So I think he's a guy that you have to have a plan for when you're when you're approaching him in terms of how you want to tackle him. And the best way to to bring him down is to have multiple hats uh, at the point of attack. When you were um, going through this four-week review, did it look at all like um, maybe you guys were chasing sacks a little too much on the front, you know, over the front, and then maybe uh, losing a little bit in run defense that way? Because you've had pretty good pressure through every game. Do you notice anything like that? Or I, would, I wouldn't say that. I, I mean, are there times we've gotten out of gaps? Absolutely. Um, I think that's that is uh, happens from time to time, and um, unfortunately for us, it's happened too much where we've, they've had too big of holes and uh, we haven't had people in position to make a play on the ball. So we have to do a much better job of that gap integrity and, and making sure that we get people in the right position, how we approach blocks, how we defeat blocks um, is a big part of it. And, and it, t it takes all three levels. It can't just be, it's not just on the defensive line or the outside backers. It is the second and third level to your defense and making sure that they're in position. If, if a safety goes down and crack, I mean, a receiver comes down and cracks a, a safety, well, then the safety's got to take on the, the block the appropriate way and the corner's got to be ready to crack replace. So it, it really is everybody. It's all 11 doing their job. And, and then also you got to look at, you know, when you are playing split safety and playing more of what we call big box where you're, you're short a hat, um, how effective is that? When are we calling that stuff? So I, I would say there's there's a lot of reasons as to why, and hopefully we have better solutions. Now, the caveat to that is you get more people in the box. Now you're more susceptible to the pass game, and then you got guys like um, Devontae and Jacoby Myers and Hunter Renfro. And there, so there's a give and take to that. You, there is a little bit of a feel in terms of when do you want to – call your split safety defenses versus when do you want to get an extra hat in the box and um, that's the chess match you play. With 11 days between games, it's a lot of time to think about any result. Do you get any sense from you guys that they really want to put last week to bed and especially knowing there's a buy after this one to really put their best performance on the field? Yeah, I think it's, it's just focusing on one day at a time and that's, that's the message and you know, um, I hope they buy into that. I mean, that's that's what we're all about. It's just constant improvement, get, getting better each and every day. I think, I think if you do that, if you really buy into that way of life, you're going to be better and you're going to get the results that you want to get. Uh, is it always going to be perfect? No, it's not. But you've got to constantly um, just focus on what you have in front of you in order to go out there and play your best. There you go. Matt LaFleur talking to the media yesterday. And, uh, you know, as he stated, I mean, I, one of the biggest things there that I took away was um, the direct question of, hey, you know, you guys have missed quite a few tackles. You guys have over-pursued trying to get sacks and putting pressure on the quarterback, uh, which was kind of a directive uh, coming into the season. But And guys haven't stayed at home. They haven't set the edge. They've lost a lot of contain. And uh, that's part of the reason, anyway, that the run game has been so uh, detrimental to this Packers defense. So he talked a little bit about that. So, uh, you know, he talked about over-pursuit and, you know, getting out of your lanes. And, you know, there's a lot of 
there's a lot of, um, how do I put it? A lot of cliche things there to say. But you hope that's the focus during this, you know, long stretch and obviously coming out of the bye week. For everybody on the live stream, <laughs> excuse me, I apologize. <laughs> I forgot to turn one button off and turn another button on. And I, I was doing some stuff during the break, uh, during listening to uh, Matt LaFleur. So, <laughs> sorry, I kind of kind of talked over everything. Uh, let's do this. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. Ready! This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, John Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass. No interference on that play, coach. And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go. Whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. Hurry, take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at PellaWI.com. 6.99 APR for 120 months. Surfer Sturgeon Supplies. Showroom for details. Offers at 10-31-23. Good to have you back on this Friday. Bill Michael show. We uh, we continue on. Out of that presser also, when you talk about the defensive side of the football, there was, it, you know, the discussion about the run, everything's about stopping the run because the Packers have been woeful. And we talked about their numbers coming into the season uh, or coming into this week. They are 30th against the run. 30th. That's how bad defensively they are against the run. 30th. So there was a, a portion in there where Matt LaFleur talked about stacking the box against the run, but he said it leaves you open, susceptible on the backside. Caveat Take a to listen. that. Caveat I was going to say, take a listen to that. Get more people in the box. Now you're more susceptible to the pass game. And then you got guys like Devontae and Jacoby Myers and Hunter Renfro. And there, so there's a give and take to that. You, there is a little bit of a feel in terms of when do you want to call your split safety defenses versus when do you want to get an extra hat in the box. And that's the chess match you play. So there you go. So in other words... You know, if we put somebody up in the box, if we put two guys up in the box, then suddenly it's the safety and the coverage is over the middle. But, you know, and Grant, you kind of brought it up too. You said, wait wait a minute, isn't that what we're paying Jair and even Rasul Douglas for? Is that press man capability downfield? Yeah, obviously and, obviously not they're yeah. going to be perfect, but every once in a while you want to expect Jair, even Rasul Douglas, who you valued as a free agent, to help out and make up for that, absolutely. Right. I, I guess, it, it, look, if you are Joe Barry and you have to protect Jair Alexander, then it, it, because of injury, I understand it. But if you're just playing this and saying, well, we, we can't put these guys on an island, then what the hell are you paying them for? 
If, if you can't put one of these guys or both of these guys on an island, if you can't just play decent man and get to the get to the you know get to the quarterback, I I I, I don't know. I don't. I philosophically sometimes I don't understand what the hell they're talking about. It's like you you said this guy was the best cover corner in the game. You paid him to be the best cover corner in the game. Now, numerically, you're right. He hasn't turned out to be that. We talked about that a little bit earlier. He hasn't been the best cover corner in the game. And he's been banged up. It's been disappointing. I understand all of that. So you do have to protect yourself. You can't just say if a guy's banged up, well, we're going to put you on an island because we're paying you. You, you do have to overcome shortcomings. But I I get it. You have to pick and choose your times, but man, sometimes it's when you listen to them talk. When you know, and I'm not uh, you know accusing Matt Lafleur of anything. I just sometimes philosophically, I don't, it, I don't get it. It's almost as if, well, Joe Barry's trying. I mean, short of saying that, he's saying that. You know, it's a give and take, right? You have to figure out the moment in which you can actually go after somebody, right? Your defense is very bad against the run. They're over-pursuing, and they're not setting the edges, and they're not being able to shoot the gaps up the gut because you're pulling the extra linemen off the field. You're not using split safeties. You're not playing press man. Okay, right. I get it. One hour down. we got more to go. Coming up at the bottom of the next hour, Tyler Dunn of GoLongTD.com is going to be joining us. So stick around for that. An hour from now, Vic Tafer from The Athletic out in uh, Las Vegas covers the Raiders. He is going to be joining us. Final hour of the show, Mike Clemens is going to be here. We're loaded today. Loaded. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this.